Hello, uh, I'm Carl French from The Endless Bookcase and I'm very pleased to say that I've got an opportunity now to have a brief uh, discussion, interview if you like, with uh, our uh, author, uh, David Yebsley, who's written a book called Future Proof Yourself, which in my humble opinion is very relevant at the current time while we're going through lockdown and so on, but I think is of long-term interest as well. But I'm going to focus a little bit on some of the short-term stuff. So, uh, hello, David. Uh, nice to have you here. And uh, we're going to have some questions, aren't we? Yeah. Hello, Carl. Yeah, great to be here. And thanks, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Well, I suppose the obvious question uh, for anyone, especially knowing your book, is uh, to ask, what is future-proofing? Okay. It is purely and simply the concept of keeping yourself relevant and value for the rest of your working career, whether you are self-employed, run your own business, or employed by someone else. Um, who knows when we're going to be able to retire? So how are we going to develop our skills, our knowledge, our experience, our wisdom, great bundles of enthusiasm, so we can always continue to be employable? Ah. Uh -huh. Well, that strikes me as something uh, from my own experience that's relevant throughout one's career. Uh, I've certainly had times in my career where I thought mm, I really should have thought ahead a bit more yeah. uh, on that regard. But but why why would you say it's particularly relevant at the current time? OK, well, there's obviously different aspects of future proofing. And one of them is, you know, sometimes getting dealt a difficult situation and bouncing back and perhaps looking at new opportunities. And we have this thing that we talk about that, you know, don't don't just rely on a CV to get yourself a job. You know, you need to think about yourself as a limited company. And in that limited company, it needs lots of different areas to market as we do. Um, as a limited company, you have to have your learning and development department. So you need to be developing yourself. You need good production. So when you are performing, you're the best of your abilities. And of course, one of the most important things that we, we don't always like is um, selling ourselves. And if we can't talk positively about ourselves, who's going to do it for us? And they are current aspects at the moment that are really quite important that perhaps we're looking for new opportunities um, that's in the short term and obviously long term is about hopefully being able to managing our career so we can stay relevant and value um, obviously what's happening at the moment with the coronavirus is just i think um, escalated the process we are going to have to be working in totally different ways coming out of this as we are now this is the new normal but this was happening anyway. Um, but this was like two, three years down the track and it's all fast tracked. Um, and I think future proofing, we used to sort of talk about having a five and 10 year plan. But now watch a three month, six month and 12 month plan. It's so it's very, very relevant in taking control and looking after ourselves. Mm, yeah, I, I can see that. And uh, I think a lot of people now feel that the changes that were introduced because of coronavirus are actually permanent changes that are going to affect the way the, the, way the world of work works. And obviously the, on top of that, you've got the fact that uh, some working practice is going to change so much with people being made redundant and so on. Mm. So maybe there's a lot more of these ideas in the front of people's minds about, you know, think looking ahead and uh, yeah. getting caught out again and so on. Yeah. yeah. And also people may end up stuck in careers and jobs because they don't move through fear. And how do they reposition themselves? 
Um, and also to reflect and think about the company that I'm working with, is it fit enough and strong enough? And another um, thing that we'd not really necessarily think about is what is our industry going to look like in 12 months and 18 months time? Uh, jobs that you know, don't even happen at the moment will be the new jobs of sort of two, 18 months to two years time. Mm. And some jobs we're doing now won't even exist. So it's how people are going to be flexible and able to adapt in the current situation as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it will be really interesting to see um, what what does evolve and how things change. And mm. uh, and, and of course, looking back historically, um, it, it, it's very obvious how much change has happened and continues to happen. Yes. I mean, if you look at the computer industry today with <laughs> so many different jobs that didn't exist just a few years ago, new ones occurring every week. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very interesting. Another point you made that uh, I, I think is particularly uh, significant um, is this, this whole thing about uh, people thinking about themselves almost as a business. I remember a mentor I had years ago said, Carl, whoever you work for, always remember that you work for yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, that pe people don't see themselves as me limited and, uh, yeah. you know, and do that. So uh, that's all, I think, perhaps part of your, your broader message. Yes. Sense, and, yeah. and people look at me at horror when I say to them, you should treat your manager. If you are working for a company, you should treat your manager and the business as a client. Mm. And they look at me, well, do I have to? Well, yeah, <laughs> because if you don't understand what they want, need and desire for the future and what their vision is and how you're going to add value and be part of that, how can you contribute? Mm. Um, I think we've perhaps partly covered this, but you might have some other more points. You, you personally, what, what, what are you learning and what are you getting out of this particular lockdown and, <laughs> uh, and how, how that's affecting uh, the thinking of, in connection with your book? It's, it's changed immensely. It's fast-tracked a lot of things that I was looking to do and doing them a lot quicker. So I've spent uh, the last 21 years working with lots of different organizations of all shapes and sizes in lots of different business sectors, running leadership management and personal effective training programs where I've gone into their businesses and also done a lot of coaching. Um, so a lot of that is now gone for obvious reasons. Unfortunately, very sadly, a lot of my companies that I have worked for have furloughed a lot of their people. So my route to the market is there isn't an opportunity there. Mm. So what I'm starting to do a lot more is webinars on the concept of future proofing yourself, inspiring and motivating people to um you know to, to take control and also mm. doing one-to-one -one coaching sessions on the subject and that's going yeah that's going very well actually and one I love it because I get to know about lots of different people and their stories because I've got a real passion for this mm. um, and how people have learned and developed themselves so I've changed in that way in coming mm. to on offering more of a coaching rather than doing the training but the book that I wrote you know sort of last year mm. um you know, I'm, I'm very pleased I wrote it because I could see this happening mm. mainly based on all the coaching conversations I was having. I, I couldn't, I didn't see coronavirus no, no. happening, but I could yeah. see what was happening in the marketplace with people yeah. having to be more adaptable and transferable um, and to develop and take more control. So I wrote the book and did the, the YouTube mm. site that's gone mm. very well that just mm. gives people lot access to a lot of information mm. so they can look after themselves. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you've obviously taken your own medicine, as they say, and 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 Trying thinking to. about yeah, and, and well, we all well, some of us do. Uh, try tried to to do that and and adapt and and look at your own development and opportunities and things. So, but what would your advice be to somebody else who, you know, but maybe somebody listening to this? What 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 can they do in broad terms to? you know, develop themselves and see opportunities. They may, yeah. they may not be the same as the sort of things yeah. that you've been doing. Very simply, I think it starts with reflection. We need to spend more time creating thinking time. So it's a bit like a limited company. Again, they have to spend time thinking about the market, where they're going and things like that. So you need to create some thinking time. What are you good at? What are your strengths? Um, what are your passions in terms of your work but then start to think yeah but is there a market out there for what I do um, so it is I, I think think about reflection think about your job your career think about your work-life balance what's important to you bid on your values and mm. then perhaps sometimes getting some tough love from friends and colleagues mm. and get them to give you some feedback on what they think that you, you need to do to make sure that you can, you know, make an impact into the working environment. That's especially if you're looking for new opportunities at the moment. Mm. So I think it all starts with reflection and perhaps having some harsh conversations with yourself, not beat yourself up um, because we all, I mean, we all suffer yeah, from vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I've certainly suffered from vulnerability through this process, except that, and then once you've done your reflection, build up contacts with people that you trust and think about who you talk to. I've come off the phone this morning to a great friend of mine. His name is also David. We went to school together and he's my maverick um, bundle of, well, box of ideas. <laughs> and he's gone for a tough time and he just comes on the phone and he's like a whirlwind. Lots of ideas, bang, 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 bang. Then he says something, I think, that is a brilliant idea. So surround yourself and talk to people that you know that you can trust and know who not to talk to. I think that's really important. People that just talk about themselves and then can have a negative effect on you. Um, so I think also creating a really good network of people is important. Reflection, network, and then you can then start to decide which directions you need to go in. Yeah, I mean, that makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. And, and, and that point about you know the negativity and avoiding that i mean the news is full of so much awful stuff at the moment and and yeah, yet you talk yeah. to a good inspiring friend and it's it's a different thing altogether um so what what else do you think uh, you personally will do maybe things to share in terms of uh you know your, your development of yourself and the business in the future are there any things that you uh, well, it, well it's ongoing really um this time last year i was just starting to write the book Mm -hmm. I'd never thought 12 months on one that David would ever be able to write a book. That was a huge <laughs> challenge and really came out of my comfort zone to do so. That's one area. I never thought I'd have a, a successful YouTube site. I never thought mm. I'd be doing um, <laughs> webinars and I never thought that I would be doing lots of interviews mm. and talks at conferences about the concept of future proofing. Mm. So it's, it's really help me transfer from my training company which i still mm. do uh, which is all mm. going well or mm. was going incredibly well up until recently <laughs> yeah well, I will I, again yeah. yeah but i knew in terms of my own 
lifestyle, my age, mm. energy levels and everything I mm. needed to change. And mm. so I was future-proofing myself, as you said earlier, mm. by doing this, ex this whole mm. exercise over the last 12 months. And um, so I continue to, to develop that. Um, quite where it's going to go, um, I don't think anybody really knows. I'm just being talking to lots of people, getting lots of ideas. Um, I did a webinar yesterday and somebody said something and I wrote down this idea. I thought, that's a really nice idea. Mm. And then in the afternoon, I, I wrote a blog on it. Mm. So I'm constantly, you know, talking to people, generating ideas and creativity and yeah, but having a very positive approach towards that, mm. very proactive because I have this phrase, as it says on the book, if you don't look after yourself, who's going to do it for you? Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really nice segue into what we probably ought to do now, which is sort of find some way to wrap this up. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting you, you describing, you know, the changes that have gone through as part of the process of writing the book and then doing YouTube and so on. And, um, that historically, um, that there are so many cases of people who've, who've uh, attempted to do that and, and be successful at it. And, and I, I, I have lots of prospective authors talking to me and they're always a bit unsure about whether or not they could do it, you know, like anything else yeah. you've not done before. And I try to encourage people. And I don't believe that it's true that there's a book in everyone, but I think there's <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people have got some wonderful ideas and expertise to share and they can uh, uh, do part of what you're talking about, which is future pro themselves yeah. from doing that. Yeah. So uh, my feeling is that, you know, one of the con strong concluding uh, points to make as part of this interview, I know I'm biased here, but I think anybody listening to this thinks I would like to future proof myself. I would like to do what David's just described that he's done. And, and I would say part of making that happen could well be, well, have a read of the book first and you'll get some ideas and yeah. inspiration and then, then go from there. And when yeah. you finally want to write a book, you can come and talk to me, but read, yeah. David, read David's book first. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can well, I just so, give so one tip? You. Can I just give one do. tip? Yeah. What? yeah, absolutely. Because I dare say everybody writes a book in a different way mm. and you've got to find out what I did to start off with. I just wrote down all the stories that I use in my work. I've got mm. loads of them. They're all in the book. Mm. Everything mm. from, you know, why I never phoned my sister during the week. Um, but if, and then my wife said to me, yeah, but if she's just won the lottery, can you give her a ring? Well, yeah, of course I'll ring her because, you know, yeah. there was a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's full of stories about everything that I've done in the past. And I didn't know how to write a book. So I just literally sat down, got a Word document, and I came up with all loads of stories. Mm. I actually came up with 100 plus. Didn't use mm. them all. No. That was then, that was then helped me to mm. actually create content for the book. And it was a very good start for me. I know that won't work for everybody. They need no. to have a real clear plan. I'm not like that. Mm. I'm a bit maverick. Well, I, I feel like I have to respond to that because it's great. Um, and I spend lots and lots of time coaching people when writing books and for nonfiction, uh, lots of people plan and they, they think very much in terms of, 
pure factual content and they, they often start off by planning something that's incredibly dry because it's all just fact, 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 fact. And I'm always desperately trying to persuade people to turn to their experiences yeah. and, right. and the stories that they right. can tell. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> the stories that they tell and, and making that very much part of, you know, the way it's written. And I, and I think you can, you, there's different ways of coming at writing a book. Um, lots of different ways. There isn't one perfect way, but, but it is really important, particularly in, in non-fiction, to make sure there is content in there that really yeah. engages the reader. And I don't think there's much better than including what are, in effect, relevant stories that are part yeah. of the point that you're making. So, yeah. so uh, you know, you, you might have done it by accident, but I think you did it very well. <laughs> and, and, and the proof's that's in the laugh, that has. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you, Brilliant. David. We probably ought to stop there. Uh, okay. We'll put a link on this so people can find your book, etc. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, bye for Th now. Thanks very much, Carl. Thanks for your time. Speak to you soon.